As some of you may not know, through the magic of uh, podcasting, we record our Thursday show on Sunday night. And so when we recorded this show, we were unaware of the passing of the great Bobby Leonard. We on this pod feel this loss very acutely as he was influential in making each and every one of us the fans we are today. And next week we will certainly do what we can to pay tribute to him. But we felt it was important to send our best wishes to Nancy, his wife, and his family, and the larger Pacer family, because he was so influential on who this franchise is today, quite literally saved it with a telethon. And the argument can be made that the vibrant downtown that we know does not exist without his passion for the game and his passion for the Pacers. So we wanted to start this show by sharing one of his more famous stories about him hitting the championship clinching free throws in 1953. RIP to our once and always coach, Bobby Sick Leonard. But that ball, ball game went down to the final seconds, final seconds, and I got fouled. I'm on the line for two free throws. Fog Allen was the coach at Kansas. He called a timeout. Let me think about it for a while. And he did the right thing. Because when I got on the free throw line for, for that first one, I went to choke city like you can't believe. <laughs> but I made the next one and we hung on. And, and beat Kansas 69-68 for the national championship. So we're in a dressing room, and all the media's in there, and they're over there talking to my coach, who's a Hall of Famer, Branch McCracken. And after they got through with him, they came over to talk to me. And they said, we were talking to Coach McCracken, and he said, you had ice water in your veins. I said, baby, if that was ice water, it sure as hell felt awful warm when it was running down my leg. You drinking water there, buddy? Hell yeah. Sweet. Or it actually, it's probably diluted tea at this point sometimes. Hmm. You know, I'm drinking tea and then put some water in there at the end. Right. It's uh, I've been drinking some white tea. Have you, have you had that before? Mm, I don't think so. It's good. It's like really, it's really mild. Um, it's a, a little bit sweet, but it's uh, it's 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 very it's a very light tea. But I, I like it a lot. It fits my personality, you know. Uh, diluted white tea. All right. Next question, please. Uh, it, that was the name of your band in high school, right? Oh no! Uh, all right, yeah, you got me there. I, had, I had, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, you know, a lot of times if I'm expecting, you know, a, a sick burn, you know, I'm, I'm preparing something to, to retort, but I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wear a diluted white tee, don't you? Is okay, let's uh, let's move on to the rest of the show. Because I feel like you're on a roll now, and you're you're just going to bully me until I do something. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year. To tell you the truth, I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in unbeatable goodness. We're really only up five now. I know. But there's there's four minutes remaining, so we, we just like just just don't mess up. It'll be fine. 
Oh, no. ugh, ugh, ugh. It's not looking good. Okay. All right. It's tough, it, you know. Like this. we're we're amazing fans uh, of this team, and yet we record during games. So I don't know what that says about us. Uh, it, I mean, it says that we're adults and we have responsibilities. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of adults, there's 420 left in the game. Nice. <laughs> that guy Smoke him if you got him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guy work mentioned April 20th. Uh, he's like, well, 420 hasn't happened, happened yet. And I know this guy, and there's no way he was talking about anything uh, funny, you know. And, okay. Uh, I bit my tongue. I'll be, I'll, I'll be professional. Sure. I will not make any 420 jokes. I won't make any 69 jokes. <laughs> Come on, that's all we do. That's that's the best. That's the best thing. I mean, that's all I want I don't in dis- life. I don't disagree. Oh, TJ McConnell <clears throat> just coughed it up in the lane for no reason. All right, here we go. Okay, I'm ready. Welcome Pacers fans, you were listening to the Unbeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. And this is episode 519, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss uh, the Pacers' home court advantage this year's, the dreaded T-word tanking, and we'll have a start of the week for you. Joining me this show is just one of our analysts, still coast to coast, like buttered toast. From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender, mix up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Joey? It's Thirsty Thursday. The Pacers are putting up a ton of points against Memphis right now, uh, but we can't guarantee a win, so drink up. We are recording Sunday evening uh, during the Memphis game, and uh, Pacers are, are hanging on for their dear lives. Uh, but uh, I mean, you know, like I, I, it seems like we've got we've kind of unlocked something offensively. Like we put up 141 against Minnesota. Um, we we put up 45 points in the first quarter against Memphis. Um, but uh, defense and rebounding continue to be bugaboos for this team. Um, if you put up that many points, you should be winning. Um, we'll see. Hopefully we pull this one out. But uh, we're having trouble stringing together wins, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, um, something I'm going to get into in, in just a moment here. But uh, before we do that, um, I'd like to remind you that you can support us with your hard-earned money if you so choose over at patreon.com slash undebeatables. Uh, thanks to all the patrons we have so far. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can support us. Uh, there's some higher tiers, which can get you into our Slack channels and uh, all that good stuff. Get koozies shipped out to you. Some uh, beautiful, undebeatables koozies. Um, but again, that's patreon.com slash undebeatables. Should be in your, your show notes as well. Yeah, I really appreciate everybody who's done it. I mean, like we, yeah. I, I, I've been overwhelmed actually uh, by uh, the support by uh, so many people caring about us and and uh, mm-hmm. um, you know folks that we didn't know that we were touching and influencing. I mean, you know, not not bad touching. That's why we don't let you do the ad reads. Right, it's been nice. It's been really nice. So thank you, uh, and and some and some nice notes from folks. Um, mm-hmm. And um, we, we, you know, appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, um, or out of Joey's beard. Nope. If it did, then we wouldn't we wouldn't ask you for this. But we appreciate everything you guys do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, what we want to talk about uh, this show? Um, we don't lie. You don't want to talk about what I what, I we, what we're talking about. And some of this, honestly, is um, it, it was like um, we weren't supposed to talk about some of this stuff. But at this point, 
the the writing is on the wall. Pacers are very likely not going to be 500 or better at home this season, and they have for the previous 31 seasons since 1990. They have uh, had a winning record at home, spanning two arenas. Uh, I don't know how, how many coaches, players. The organization is managed to at least at home stay 500 or better. And this season, they're they're almost certainly not going to get there. Well, so we're currently six games below 500, uh, with 12 home games left. Um, so if I do the math correctly. We would have to go nine and three to be five hundred. Um, would that count for the winning uh, record uh, at home, or, or do we have to? I go, think f- do we have to go uh, ten and two? Because I think it, I, I guess all of the, the all the ones I see here say winning record at home. Yeah, so I think we have to go ten and two in our last. Uh, 12 games at home. That seems like a tall task the way this this team's playing. So, um, yeah, I think this might be the end of this run, Joe. Now, we can make a lot of arguments that there is not the home court advantage um, that this team knows and loves um, with their uh, Hoosier fan base. Um, but uh, this is a sad, uh, sad end to was uh, the longest streak in in the NBA, correct? Oh yeah, it's been you know it's been the longest streak for for a long time. Yeah, it's uh, one of your favorite stats of the week. Uh, I think we do it every season. We, we've we've been doing this pod for what eight seasons now, and I think every yeah. year the moment we hit it, um, you make it the stat of the week. And and uh, I'm so sorry that we're not going to do it this year for you, buddy. Yeah, nine and fifteen this season at home is. I mean, it's it's it's. We're not mathematically eliminated yet, but right. uh, and it's a shortened season, and there's there's a lot of good reasons, but it's going to break this streak, I think. Yep. Yep. So I mean, it's possible we beat the Nets at home, and yeah, you know, it's that's possible. I mean, you know, maybe we get our acts together and go on some. I uh, just don't. It's just not very probable at this point because this team is uh, uh, is not playing great basketball, Joe. Um, I I think so I went through the rest of the schedule and I kind of basically gave us wins against teams that were worse than us um, because we generally beat those teams not always. I kind of just said without improvement What's the best case scenario? You know, if we don't have some sort of massive improvement. And I have us at about 34 wins. Uh, You'll remember that this is a 72-game season, so 36 wins would be 500. Um, And that's, I think that's fairly generous on some level. So let's say we improve. Let's say we, we get some... Uh, rebounding efficiency, we win some close games or something like that. You know, we beat teams like Memphis, which it looks like we're going to do on the road, which is helpful. Maybe we get to 36, 37 wins. Where is that going to put us at the end of the season? It's going to put us in the play-in tournament. So um, this is not the kind of ideal scenario we had in mind, especially at the beginning of the season, Joe. I mean, I, you, 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 we were all, I think, talking about, oh, we're at least going to be top six. Don't worry about that. We're going to yeah, avoid the yeah, turn, yeah. To, you know, especially the way we started the season. And now it looks I, I like we're going to be fighting for, six. yeah, now it looks like best case scenario, we're fighting for a seven seed, but more likely we're going to be eight, nine or 10. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the expectations certainly were, you know, mid- middle of the table, middle of the playoff table, you know. Yeah. Um, Four, and, five, six, um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that's where I was, you know, thinking we would be. And, and um, but uh, yeah, you're right. We're looking to be um, at best, you know, sort of. I mean, at best, we would, we would, I mean, it's still pretty bunched up, you know, if we, we go on, uh, you know, we're playing bad teams mostly. Um, so, you know, if we, we play okay and, 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 you know, win the games we should win, 
you maybe we get the sixth place and and you know we're we're solidly in. Um, you know maybe we need to do the play-in tournament, uh, but um, seeing the the tank word floating around a little bit, is it? Well, yeah, I wanted to bring this up because um, friend of the show, uh, Connie Lee, uh, your family, uh, my friend uh, Connie Lee. Um, she brought this up the other day and she's like, I don't understand why we're look, it's not happening this year. You know, we had a bunch of injuries, new coach. It's a, it's a weird season. Like, um, you know, this, this off season, um, this draft is supposed to have like five franchise changing players. Right. Um, and you know, the Pacers never ever end with a high draft pick because we're always, good even if we get swept out of the playoffs we're always you know a playoff team we just don't get to draft high picks and connie in her mind i think has decided that since this isn't it's not happening this year it was just you know a bunch of bad luck and all the stuff warren's not coming back you know trying to integrate karis levert let's just let's just call it a year uh let's just uh Let's just tank and see if we can get a better draft pick. And I got, I was surprised how upset I got when she brought that up. And so I wanted to bring it up to you, Joey. How do you feel about the tank word? Well, I mean, in general, you know, I, I've got a pretty negative feeling about the word just because it's, uh, you know, I think the intention is, is, it's sort of like, well, of course, what Philly did for many years, which was just, you know, fielding, you know, borderline level players to just accumulate high draft picks. Um, and but this went on for for seasons. You know, this was the process. And right, um, you know, they now, and now they're that. number one in the East. Right. I mean, and, and they're they're showing what happens when you know, like, look, at the end of the day, there's incentives in place to. If you want a high draft pick, you need to lose more games, and so I I don't like the way Philly did it because they were it was such a lengthy process, and it was for sure it was like six you know. years of just awful. But the thing is, like you got to play with the system that's given to you. So um, right now, I feel like the team is like they've made they made a good effort, and like I've said many times, I like all the players. I like the coaching staff. You know, we've had some injuries. The season's been weird. You know, all these sort of things. Like, it's not coming together this year. There's, they're, they're, they're not going to turn the corner, and they're not going to, you know, go on some wonder run in the playoffs. Like, you know, don't expect anything wonderful to happen if they get to the playoffs. Just, you know, T.J. Warren is still going to be out no matter what. And, you know, we rely on him uh, for, for a lot. Um, so maybe not like full tank mode, but I, I like switching, like sort of maybe put it this way to not care as much about the results, but more about the, the, uh, what they're learning, you know, sort of along the way to just sort of say, look for next year, we, we turn it more into a long, longer term look and so like you know we complain sometimes you know about some of these guys not getting enough playing time and look we know you know we know what we've got with with malcolm brogdon so maybe we can we can trim his minutes a little bit and you know get some of the younger guards a little more playing time um you know get these get aaron holiday out there at the end of the game sometime get sumner out there you know in crunch time minutes so these guys can 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 learn, you know, learn some of these things like later, which you only gain through experience. Um, you know, Karis Levert's coming back from surgery, so let's, you know, maybe uh, go a little easy on his minutes as well. You know, I, you, I still want to get him out there and, and running around and, and doing stuff um, to sort of get his uh, feet back under him. But if it means we lose some games long term, like, I'm fine with that. And, um, I'm fine with that. You know, look. Okay, so you're you're tanking. I mean, I mean, because the thing is, is players don't want to lose. Coaching staffs right. don't want to lose. What happens is the organization says, "Hey, 
let's play our young guys more minutes. Maybe your stars come down with some nagging injuries. Nobody's intentionally trying to lose games because these guys are all competitors. They all want to win. It comes down from the top and it says, hey, look, what if we, you know, just develop for next year, right? Um, and that's what you're saying. You're saying, hey, let, let, let's let, let these young guys get some burn. Uh, let's let everybody learn the system. And it doesn't matter if you right. win or lose. Um, let's try some different things out and see if we can figure out our rebounding issue. Let's get different lineups in there, you know, and try some stuff. And not worry about the uh, overall record. That that sounds like tanking to me, Joe. I mean, say call it what you want, but but uh, look, it's not going to happen this year. We've got some injuries, and there's are some like some nagging ones too. Sabonis has been kind of in and out. Turner's been kind of in and out. Brogdon's been kind of in and out. So I want to get these guys healthy. Like it's not going to be this year. Say look, it, until the league comes up with. Um, you know, a, a better way to incentivize teams to go than, you know, I feel like we got to play the play the game that's given to us. Well, um, okay. In, in Indiana, it, look, it's, it's also it's Indiana where they don't have the luxury of, you know, just attracting, you know, uh, players on the open market. Like people are, you know, you saw what happened to Brooklyn this year. Everybody who was, you know, uh, an all-star in the past is, is – you know that was on a contract year. Is they're getting or they're getting buyouts and they're heading to Brooklyn. Like yeah. that's not going to happen for us. Like we cannot compete in the same way. Right. We can't. You know, my concern about this is that, I mean, first of all, it's not something we've ever done organizationally. Like it's not something we're comfortable with. Is we've never done it. Um, uh, this team, this organization, has continued to stay competitive for. What's the stat? I mean, I, I say it all the time. We're we're more likely to go to the Eastern Conference Finals than we are to miss the playoffs in the last thirty years or something like that. Like we just right. we yeah. just don't miss the playoffs, and we're competitive, and we're we're part of the conversation of of you know what are the better, more consistent teams in the NBA. Uh, just speaking earlier of 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 the um, you know the home court um, winning percentage that we've had for thirty one years. So I don't think that this is something that's on the table. I don't think the organization's okay with it, and I don't think it's going to happen. I also think there's some issues with us trying to tank. Let's just say we just we start our third team, okay? The rest of – we have the easiest schedule, a strength of schedule left in the NBA. Um, we play a lot of really bad teams, for us to actually tank to get to a top five pick would be a monumental effort on our part. We basically just have to stop winning games from for the last 20 games because there are teams that aren't going to be able to catch us. Speaking of the Orlandos and the, the Minnesotas um, and the Houstons of this league are so bad and planning on being bad that I don't think we can really get in a, in a top five pick range. Now, if we just if we just started playing our young players and said hey, it's all about development, and we're not winning. Maybe we only win five more games. Puts us around. It puts us at thirty wins. Is that a top ten pick? Maybe. I mean, and maybe that's worth talking about. But I don't think that's really. It may be too late to really do real tanking, and so we're in that in between, like we often are. So what's the goal? You know, are we going to should we just try to win every game and try to get in the playoffs or we should try to lose as many games as we can and try to get a little bit higher draft pick? Like we're not in a place where we can get a top five pick and we're not in a place where we can probably get out of the first round. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like it's saying like it doesn't matter when I say like to stop focusing on the results of the individual games as much um, because it doesn't matter like it. It kind of doesn't matter. Like I say, if we make the playoffs like that, like if when you're, if you make the playoffs, fine. Like we're not get like I guess we're not going to get a good draft pick, no matter what. So whether we're, you know, and we can still get seven useful, but we're not going to get a top five game changer, right? But we I mean, can still get yeah, somebody. The difference useful. between we're also a seven, really young team. Do we need? Do we need young players? I don't know. 
I don't know. But I'm saying, like, the difference between, like, you know, the 7th and 10th spot is not going to be that big a difference, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I know part of it's, a, a, you know, the, the, a lottery system or whatever, the, the balls. Are sure. And also, bouncing it's, around, it's all kind of luck. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, a lot of scouting goes into it. But, so. like, picking the best player from 7 to 10 is really hard, right? It's really hard. Right, yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's that as well. But I guess, like, I'm saying, I, I don't think the... The draft pick generally is not that important, you know. If we're if if the between now and the end of the season, whether we f- switch the focus over to, um, you know, build for the future, you know, the the, the difference in spot we're going to get for the draft isn't that big a deal. But I think l- realistically, like having these guys that don't, you know, giving the the if you're trying to like make, make the best use of what you have, you know, I think developing the ta- we we actually can a known quantity would be developing the talent that we have, and so, and I don't mean that like in a you know oh we should just tank. I mean that's what I was talking about was was getting these younger guys like real, you know, quality minutes and sure. player you know, development get them in there so that they're ready for next year. That is like. The thing is, it's not like, like I said, it's not like it's Philly where they're playing guys. Like they were, they were underneath the, the floor, the the salary floor. They were mm-hmm. below that because they were they they wanted to lose. They they actively wanted that. And say so this is like, look, it and doesn't those matter. Were guys we, we, that were going to be on their team the next year. No, sort of thing. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these are I'm saying these are these are players that are you know for the most part going to be back. So legitimately get you know get Aaron Holiday out there get you know the, these young guys that yeah Sumner uh, Bataze you know let them yeah. get their burn right I mean these guys are part of the the future you think like but you know Goga's another one like you mentioned like you know he he looks like a real impressive. talent he does and it's yeah. like look you know big guys need they need time they need time and they mm-hmm. need experience and it's like go give it to them like Miles Turner's, you know, borderline. He's not, you know, he's got some nagging stuff. His ankle's hurting or whatever. Go throw Goga out there. Like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. And if we make the playoffs, then great. But no matter what, if we if we do that, you know, if we go that route, it's to me, it's like a low-risk thing. Like, we're not really giving up much, you know, because the thing you'd be giving up is like a couple spots in the draft and yeah. whatever. It's going to be we could we, I think we could slip to 11th. I mean, I think if we really just fall off a cliff, we could slip out of the playoffs to 11th. We can't slip lower than that though. There, there's just yeah. so many bad teams. Um and I think if we play really hard and start winning a bunch, we could potentially get to 7th. So, yeah, it's how many picks are we talking about between 7 and 11? So, I'm with you, Joe. Like maybe tank is the right word. Like maybe it doesn't matter about playoff positioning let's just get our guys good let's just play right player development and that means not playing brogdon and sabonis into the ground you know yeah like, hey look we're just gonna we're gonna ride this out we're gonna get our guys some minutes we're gonna try to player develop and have everybody learn right. the systems get better at whatever because there's a ton of schemes that are new things because if you know what Bjorkren's told me is that we're going to be incredibly malleable uh, defensively and offensively. We can have all types of different things that we can show different teams, which makes us dangerous in the playoffs. But we don't know all those things yet or how to run them yet. So let's spend the year learning it and then be ready for next year. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's not like it's not like we sit. It's not like we sit all our starters for the rest of the year. It's like just yeah, trim back these guys' minutes. Like yeah, you know. Don't make them run forty-five a night. Like you know, right. give them whatever twenty-five, and you know, let them not coast, but let them you know, let them play like a comfortable amount of minutes. And you know, let's just get ready for next season because most of these guys are going to be back. And you know, these are you know, you could say it's an investment into our future. You know, I think legitimately, you know, be too, not like I said, these are these are our guys. Like they're not. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I just all of this makes lose. I mean all of this makes me feel uncomfortable, but I I get it. I mean, I've just but this time of year, like look, we're 5 weeks away 
from the playoffs. This time of year is when it's like playoff positioning. How are we going to do this? What do we got to do? We got to get this many wins. We got these people to lose. Like this is the stuff when we get this close, I'm just constantly connected to the standings. And what you're telling me is it doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's okay because ultimately this year is kind of a loss or maybe not a loss, but it's a building block to the next year. And, um, that's it's hard for me to to take. I'm not going to call it tanking, but I see what you're saying, and I'm, yeah. I'm Connie's probably agrees with you, but she'll call it tanking even though you're not calling it that. Well, and 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 I'm not necessarily saying that we won't make the playoffs. You know, like you know the the the, the uh, you know the new format is four teams or you know are in the playoff or in the you know play-in tournament and. You know, you still got to, you know, no matter where you are in that, you've got a, a fair shot at that. Sure, um, we could put up 145 in a game, and even right. if we get out rebounded and somehow get ourselves to a playoff series. So, I mean, because if you're saying the top end of where we we're likely to end up is seven, that means we're playing in. So, right, you know, you're you're playing in anyway. It's like, you know, how much are you giving up by? You know, the only difference is you have to win one game instead of two, right? Like right. the seven, eight. So it's like, well, you know, yeah, it'd be nice to get that, but it's like, well, could we, you know, could we lock down this like facet of our offense or defense or, or several things, and or give some of these guys like these valuable, you know, uh, you know, crunch time minutes that they're not gonna get otherwise, like without like. Lots and lots of like like you know lots of injuries or whatever like things that, um, things that don't come up much. Um, let them let them go. Like let them let them play. And you know at the very end of the season, you know you can make a, maybe take another last couple of games, maybe take another look at it and say, well, you know we can, you know we can we can go all out for these couple of games or whatever. But I say like let them let them run to do some development and. Um, you know, look. If, if the NBA doesn't want this to happen, they got to change their incentive. Like they, that's well, this is what it is. I, no, I mean I get that, but I mean all I'm saying is like I'm I'm never gonna feel comfortable with a loss. And teams that are tanking are excited about losses. Like I I just don't I don't uh, I I don't I'm think I'm saying I, I'm not excited about a loss. I'm I'm not excited about a loss. I'm excited about development. Okay. That's it's, insane. It's, like, it's, it's playing for playing's sake. It's not about wins and losses. It's about you try to you try to win. You know, you you try to win, but you. I mean, it's saying it's not like you're you're throwing out. Uh, it's not like you 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 bring in like the the mad ants and just like let them go, like and say this is our team now. Like you know, saying this is, um, you know, you know, like 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 particularly Aaron Holiday. Like this guy has been, you know. He's been really, really good at certain times, and now it's a great time to like let him get out there and just you know let him loose. Um, when you know before we would we would pull him and, and you know put on Brogdon and right um, yeah give him, just give him a shot. That's so yeah, this is this is this is Aaron Holiday, uh, Bataze, and Sumner. Like, let's just go. These three guys, it's your time to shine. You're the future. You're the young guys. You know, Jakar Sampson's great, but he's probably you know he's not a long term future guy for us. Right. Um, you know, McDermott and and um, McConnell are free agents. We'd love to keep them, bring them back, but like, yeah. But that's not a player development issue. They're kind of mid career guys. Um, you know, yeah. Let's just let's just see what they can do, right? Bataze. Sumner and Aaron Holiday. Let's see more minutes from him. Win or lose. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. And I want. I mean, I, I want to win those games. And but I guess it's saying it's like the incentives aren't that good to you know to take away the you know like to, to take away the development that they're gonna get. Like I said, you know, if the NBA wants it to be different, they can make it different. But it's not. It is what it is. So. Hey, you look. Know, like I mean, it, I'm still, I'm still, you know, a bad team still deserves a good player. Like, I'm, I'm. There's no way that small markets get better without the draft, right? 
Uh, I mean, I think there are ways, but it's I not, mean, not a discussion for today. But, Correct. Yeah. But not in the current situation, right? Like, right, like, right. like, like what we've seen. We can't. We cannot compete with with like what's happening in Brooklyn and L.A. Like, you know, right. New York. Well, specific. Not the net. I don't want to say New York and L.A. because uh, both the L.A. teams have an advantage, but the Knicks do not. Uh, right. The Knicks are. They, f- you know, Chicago, L.A. Or both LA teams and the Brooklyn Nets have found a way to, uh, you know, parlay their, you know, statuses as you know big cities into something good. But the Knicks, I mean, I guess the good news is the Knicks st- still haven't done that. Like they're an embarrassment to the league and to themselves and to themselves and to right. their families. Yeah, and they're currently better than us uh, in the standings. Why are you bringing that up? <laughs> Just saying. So, Joe, um, I'm, I've left you've left me completely uncomfortable. I don't know how to feel about my team um, or about the NBA or about myself, honestly. I'm wondering if you can uh, make it better with some sort of, I don't know, number or or stat, something that can ground me. Joey, stat of the week. Okay. Okay, I see where you're going there. You want some like some real world, some, an outlier, something interesting to uh, to make you feel better. Yeah, because I'm 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 okay. just a mess right now. Okay, well, um, I'll give you the number. It is one linear foot per day. Okay. And what that is is. You know, we've talked about uh, in the past. Uh, this is, you know, this is nothing new. But the 3D printing, okay. you know, the process. Uh, yeah, you, know, you get a. I mean, I don't really understand it, but I mean, I, I yeah, get yeah. the idea, right? That right. That it, it it builds something with like polymers. Yeah. Well, so at home, like yeah, so the, like the ones you'll get for your home, and most of like the ones you get, these are, um, yeah, they're they're it's some sort of plastic, and um, you know you. Um, it's a printer, but it's like uh, yeah, three dimensional. Um, you load the uh, uh, the like sort of template or like the what you're going to print into it, and it just uh, you know builds it in in three dimensions, like from the bottom up, you know, sort of layer by layer. Um, I've seen uh, Mission Impossible. Where okay. They can make like a make a a mask of somebody. Probably, I don't know. I've never seen it, but uh, oh, you should watch those. Those are good. I don't know. Are they good? Yeah, no, they are. are they They're all a lot good? of fun. Uh, yeah, I, okay. I mean, most of them. I, w- I would say there's like okay. six of them. I'd say that five of them or four of them are bangers for sure. Okay. Uh, is it? Are they all Tom Cruise? Is that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. But the thing that they're printing now uh, are <laughs> are actual rockets that are going to orbit. Okay. So you're telling me their printer's big enough? Are they just pr- are they just printing pieces of the rocket, or are they printing the whole uh, rocket? Now I'm confused. Uh, let's see. They're, they're probably just printing components, right? But even then, let's they're see. printing plastic. It's not plastic though. They're using metal, but it's the same. They're printing uh, metal. Right. Yeah, so what they, is yeah. happening right now? <laughs> How does that even work? How do you print metal? Uh, like I well, get you, 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 I get spraying plastic polymers. I get it. I understand that. But yeah, like, yeah. they're printing a rocket ship. Yeah, I think it's pretty amazing. How um, big does this thing have to be? I mean, the I mean the printers. Well, so like the printer, you know, like it's it's. Uh, I mean, the printer's large, but is I mean, it spray, realistically... It's spraying liquid metal, and then it's cooling? Yeah, like... So is uh, it just, like, super yeah, you, hot metal? Yeah. You, you're making... You don't know. You just said, I, yeah. You don't know. Well, I mean, you can't just put on, like, cold metal, you know? No, I, or just metal shavings. <laughs> it's just, like, shooting out metal shavings. It's like... No, that's... Uh, <laughs> Um, I just assume it's magic. It's I assume Gandalf is involved. So for um, they were they were using um, so one thing they can do is change the 
the type of metal they wanted to use. So like in the thrust chamber, it was, um, they started out using like a nickel-based alloy, um, but then they wanted to test something else. So they say, how is this other thing going to perform? So they switched over to a copper alloy with the same exact design, but you just switch out the, you know, say, you know, you, you take uh, you take out the um, nickel toner and you put in the copper toner. Um, ah, sure. Yeah. Oh, I love copper tone. Do you, <laughs> what about uh, vibranium? I think they should just go straight there. I mean, it's under it's under lock and key. You know this. Like you've seen those documentaries. <laughs> People get hurt trying to steal that stuff. For sure, for sure. Adamantium. Like what? What, what are we at? I just. Uh, I mean, this is insane to me. So we're building, we're building rocket ships with three D printers. Um. And are they are they are they going to be able? To, are they like space worthy after we build it? Yeah, with a, with a printer. Um, they will be doing some test flights. Um, well, they did a test firing, um, which they've they've done it. You know, they've done a test, but not. A, I don't think a full test flight like into orbit yet. Um, but I mean. Nothing has shown that it wouldn't, uh, you know, wouldn't uh, be able to do that. Uh, I have a question, Joe. Um, mm-hmm. And you're my you're my tech guy. Um, how long before we don't need humans? I mean, well, I mean the, I mean, because I, normally building I a rocket would take thousands of humans, and now we're just printing right. it. I mean, well, so this. You know, this is this this isn't done. Well, the other thing too is like you. You need the people now, at least, to um, to design the rockets. Like these aren't being designed on their own, so you still need to feed. This is just changing like the the manufacturing process. Instead, you're of, telling me that a robot can't design a rocket right now. You just well, I'm don't, not don't saying that. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm saying not today. But you know, I feel like you know maybe they could. Uh, you know, improve upon things, or maybe that maybe that could happen with some advanced AI. Um, but um, how long do I have before the robot apocalypse? That's what I'm asking. Um, the robot apocalypse. Apocalypse. Uh, That's good. Um, Did you just come up with that? That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, the apocalypse. Uh, I'm coming to your house. Yeah. Because uh, you can the talk to the rabbits. Um, and then um, and the I'll robots. talk to the robots through the door. Say, <laughs> so, hey. Um, You've got chargers I mean, and things. It'll be fine. Yeah, for now. You know, but, uh, you know, we won't we won't last that long until when the power gets cut. I mean, you know, when there's robots knocking on your door, what are you going to do? You got a chainsaw. I do have a chainsaw. I don't have one of those. Oh, crap. I need, you know what? I need to get that back from my dad. My dad's got the chainsaw. Yeah, Definitely. Just, just, just have it around. I mean, just in case. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm thinking just we're we're weeks away. I mean, the Pacers so, can still, uh, you know, screw up this season before the robocalypse. Right. Yeah. We'll we'll get we'll get the season done for sure. Um. So the 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 um, rocket has not gone into orbit yet. That's going to be like the sort of ultimate test. Like, it, it, but if this works, this seems like a a, a really you know, really great way to lower costs for for uh, spaceflight. Um, well, and then you could you could actually go to Mars with a printed rocket, and then literally print another rocket on Mars. Potentially, yeah. I mean, if you're able, I mean, if you're the thing is, if you were able to find the raw materials there, you could yeah. just show up with a printer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, load them in and load in the, you know, the material and, you know, build something else. So, sure, very cool. There's some some cool YouTube videos that I'll, I'll send you a link to. But, um, it, it, I I think it's maybe not as, um, it may not be as wild as you think. Um, I mean, but it's just a uh, look. It, I, 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 it's. It's got to be as wild as I think, right? Like I, the printer cartridges are very expensive. 
you know. Um, they sure. tend to go out very quickly. You know, I <clears throat> shake them. I put water yeah. in them or whatever. Try to make them work a little bit longer. Um, I'm assuming this this is a very expensive technology. I'm assuming that uh, you go through, you know, metals very quickly and, and uh, got to, you know, keep stealing vibranium from Wakanda or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. I, I just... It's 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 insane that you can build things from a printer. I'm just sorry. It's just insane. Yeah. I mean, I I agree with you. It's it's wild, but it's uh you know, this is the this is what we're looking at and it's uh it's happening now. This is happening. So this isn't a future technology. This is, you know, a current technology. Can we figure out how to uh fix global warming? with our new printer um maybe not right away uh, okay but uh let's put that on the wish list i'm big sure. on fixing global warming if it were to exist then maybe this would fix it oh global warming yeah the hypothetical global warming is right and I'll take no follow-up questions on that. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll they put said the link they, in the said, show they notes said that we you... got ten years. Did you hear that? I said For if what? we don't if we don't if we don't turn this thing around in ten years, it's we, we can't turn it around. That yeah. a big old big old scientific group of people came out and pretty you know pretty, you, kind you, of freaked me out. You, you say that, but uh, I mean. The planet will be fine. It just mm-hmm. won't have people on it. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, it won't be fine, but I mean, actually, it'll be better once all the people are gone. I mean, the problem's going to work itself out one way or another. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Earth's not going anywhere. No. For now. Until we put a bunch of rockets on it. <laughs> some Some printed rockets on it. Yeah. Did you see that movie? Where they where they uh, put a bunch of rockets on the planet and move it? The Pretty Wandering fun. Earth. You, you're yes, asking it as Chinese a question, movie. Like a, yes. Okay. It's a Chinese movie. It's called The Wandering Earth. Um, and let me see if I can give you a. Um, plot summary here. It grows seven hundred million dollars worldwide. Okay. And it's the fourth China's fourth, uh, uh, Chinese, okay. China's fourth highest grossing film of all time. Okay. Uh, the plot. I know you love this. Uh, year 2061. Uh, the sun is about to turn into a red giant and threaten to engulf the Earth's orbit within 100 years. Forcing nations worldwide to put aside their own politics and consolidate into the United Earth Government. Pass. Yeah, um, uh, ten thousand enormous planetary thrusters running on fusion power are mm. built across the northern hemisphere. So, uh, and they've got to they've got to shoot out of the uh, the sun's um, path here. It's kind of a slow burn, right. if you know what I'm saying. Eh. Hey oh, that was that was a, that was a good that was a good joke. Even though if you have, even if you haven't seen the movie, it's a good joke. Come on, I'm killing it, Joey. Yeah. This sounds interesting. So it's a so it's a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm reading this. This looks interesting. Is it on Netflix? I'll watch that. It is a slow burn, though. Literally, they got uh, and 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 figuratively. They got subtitles. I'm into it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. I mean, you. I mean, you under you. You know a little bit of Chinese. A little bit, uh, yeah. but not enough to not enough to watch a movie. Understand scientific uh, terminology mm-hmm. from a sci-fi made-up world. Not even close. Not even close. I just know a few words that I recognize, and then I know what's going on. I know enough to be dangerous. 
Do you know when uh, your mother-in-law is making fun of you? Yeah, I do. Perfect. That's all that matters. I've got, key, I've got a keen eye or keen ear for that one. Right. So you know, you know the uh, Chinese words for diluted white tea. <laughs> that was <laughs> long. Was, brought it back. Slow burn. Brought it yeah. back. Uh, yes, I, I do know that. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, it's time to get out of here. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Joe. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, with you. we uh, do our best work with all of us together, but uh, you're a good friend to me and you're uh, kind to put up with me. <laughs> That's part of my community service. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> I kid, I kid. Uh, Is that instituted? Do you have to do that for? Uh... No, 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 no. I don't have to. I just like to. Okay. I enjoy it. Um, as an update, um, the Pacers pulled out the win against Memphis by seven. 132 to 125. That's a lot of points. I'm telling you. We're yep. figuring out it some of the of offense points. stuff. Just got to figure out how to stop teams. Yep. Um, all right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. We'll be back with you on Monday. Uh, until then, we are all over the social media. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message. And um, you can send us an email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. And we got t-shirts for sale on the website slash store. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sickleinard, Turn out the lights. The party is over. <laughs> I like that last push at the end. That was good. What, uh, what genre would you classify that one under? I don't know. I was sort of. I I I I had this sort of in my soul. It was sort of Broadway, and it was sort of like um, like an Appalachian uh, hymn, you know. Okay, it's pretty standard stuff. <laughs> pretty standard. <laughs> those those two things kind of combining is what I was. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Jonas Valanciunas got twenty two rebounds. By the way. <laughs> Which is probably more than our whole team. <laughs> Let's see. No. No. Sabonis had like 15. No, no, no. Yeah. We had 53. We actually won the rebounding battle. What? That doesn't sound yeah. like. Are you sure you're reading the right box score? So that's what it says. Oh. I don't even know who this team is anymore. Thought I, I thought I knew this team. <laughs>